Hey, it's Monique. I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for tuning into the Brown Vegan Podcast, where I like to give you inspiring conversations with other vegans and also strategies on how to embrace this lifestyle in a way that is simple, delicious, and long-term. So of course, I'm back with another conversation for you. I have Naomi, who is a Texas reporter, and she's going to talk about her vegan journey. It was actually an unlikely vegan start for her. She was a vegetarian prior to moving to Texas, and her local mayor is actually a vegan, he and his wife. So that really inspired her to start her own journey after having a few conversations with them. Uh, We're going to talk about that journey. We're going to talk about her vegan journey overall, of course, her first Thanksgiving, how she handled that and how she handles Thanksgiving now. She also provided some awesome tips on how to do your meal plan in a way that just really serves you and that is pretty easy overall for you as well. So my favorite part of this conversation is actually when we get to the traveling part, because, you know, being a vegan, especially starting a vegan journey can be a little overwhelming. So when you have a vacation or you have some work travel that you need to do, sometimes that can make it a little more complicated if you're not familiar with how to handle it. So we're going to talk a great. (laughs) So we're going to go ahead and talk about that, too, in this conversation. It really helped me because I am someone who struggles with travel sometimes and I have some issues with that. And we'll talk about that, of course, in this episode. Without further ado let's go ahead and jump into my conversation with Naomi thank you so much Naomi for being on the podcast how are you today I'm good so of course I love the stories and I love to find out why people started a vegan journey so can you tell me what uh, motivated you to get started and what year was that um I became vegan December 2012 I remember specifically because I decided to become vegetarian in May 2012 and then I got a job in Texas so I moved from Florida to Texas and I started my job in October little did I know the small town that I moved to had a huge like vegan following because the mayor and his wife are both vegans and they've really created an effort to get more vegan restaurants so after talking with them and after really assessing how I was a vegetarian and realizing well I'm lactose intolerant anyway why not just become (laughs) vegan started making strides towards that so whoa okay you're mayor of Texas of all places (laughs) and his wife are vegans yeah yeah because everyone thinks Texas oh all meat and potatoes or mainly meat and steak and stuff like that you know I the the mayor he, he shares the story they actually have New Year, New You, which is a vegan health fest that they have every January. And it brings hundreds of vegan chefs and yoga teachers and vegan enthusiasts and people who are vegan or vegetarian all come to this small little town (laughs) and just it reinforces why you became vegan. And they have tons of seminars and, and exercise sessions and activities going on. So it's really interesting. The mayor, he's always sharing his story. You know, he was a real meat and potatoes Texas guy because he's you know he's from Texas his wife is from Texas and when um, he and his wife got married she was already vegan and so she kind of just showed him <laughs> her wife <laughs> he lost a considerable amount of weight and he is all for the vegan lifestyle and it's it's amazing because they really have turned around this town because before there were no vegan friendly restaurants now like almost every restaurant that does open here is mm-hmm. like oh we have some vegan options too just so you guys know. So it really is catering to vegans, and I love it. I think it's amazing. 
Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. It really is, especially for small towns, because I feel like a lot of times, because with small communities, people are kind of stuck in their ways. It's kind of hard to get um, changes to happen. But since the leadership in your community is all for this and probably makes it fun and probably comes from like a really, you know, compassionate place, people are probably more acceptable. It's like, okay, let me just, even if I try it a couple of days a week, I'll go ahead and try it. So it sounds like you were a, veg- a vegetarian for like six months and then you yeah. transitioned. Like, how did that trend? Did it feel like it was an easier transition? because you were a vegetarian or? It really was easy because when I made the decision to stop eating meat, I didn't just do it cold turkey because I knew it would be difficult for me. So I started with, okay, no more red meat, then no more white meat, and now no more fish. And then I started, okay, here we go into vegetarianism. When I moved to Texas, I was like, okay, well, I'm not really a cheese person anyway, so let's cut out the the cheese and, and the dairy and the milk and eggs and everything like that and try this world of veganism. And, I mean, I, I had to get acquired, or I had to, you know, get my taste buds acquired to, um, obviously, vegan cheese and soy milk and coconut milk and rice milk and things like that. But after I started... After I started um, incorporating them into my diet or into my everyday life, it wasn't really that that difficult for me. I think the main reason I think the main reason it wasn't so difficult for me to transition into veganism was because I was lactose intolerant. So I just went from lactate milk to soy milk. You know, mm. so it wasn't that big of a, a change. The taste was a little different, but now I found plant-based milk that I like, which isn't soy milk. <laughs> I'm more of an <laughs> almond milk, coconut milk, rice milk, flaxseed milk kind of girl. So. I like that. I like how you um, you were willing to keep experimenting because I think sometimes when we try something new, especially in this lifestyle, we think that that's like mm-hmm. the beginning and the end of everything. Like if I try vegan cheese and it's not good, then I'm like, okay, this yeah. isn't going to work for me. Instead of feeling like that, you just kept on experimenting. And I think that's a very, very good lesson for anybody. How was your upbringing as far as food? Did you, I know you were lactose intolerant, but were you consider yourself like a picky eater? Um, I, growing up, I really wasn't a picky eater. I really, I basically just ate whatever was put in front of me. I, I don't like onions. I never liked them, still don't like them. So <laughs> that's one thing that <laughs> hasn't changed. But I mean, I was never uh, a picky eater. I mean, we ate pretty healthy growing up um, because my mom was, adamant about not filling our brains with sugar and rotting our teeth with sweet stuff. So we were always, you know, pretty healthy eaters. And I mean, I really don't recall any instances where I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want Brussels sprouts or something like that. I was always willing to try new things. And it wasn't even until um, college, I was working as a food server at a retirement home, that I was exposed to so many more different vegetables, because I was more of a mixed veggies, green beans type of girl, <laughs> more broccoli. Yeah. But then I started working at this retirement home, and it was like beets and squash and zucchini and Brussels sprouts and all these types of different vegetables, which I could try for free. at at dinner time so it's great you know a lot of of us grew up probably eating when you think about it probably like 10 or 11 different vegetables and then when you become when you start like you know transitioning into a vegan or vegetarian you start to see oh okay I didn't realize this was here and this is there and it's like a whole variety of fruits and vegetables and I think sometimes that can turn people off when they transition and they're not aware that there's a whole lot of options out there because they're like I'm not going to eat broccoli and corn every day. (laughs) I need some more variety. But, yeah, there's just so, so, so much stuff out there for us to eat, so many great um, fruits and vegetables. 
So what about your family? Because we were we kind of talk, talked about how your mom did a really good job of making sure that you guys didn't have, like, a lot of sugar growing up. So what did she think about this trans- transition? Because this is, like, completely different from, you know, not eating sugar. It's just like, no, I'm not eating meat either, Mom. So what did she say about that? I mean, you know, my parents have always been very supportive. Um, and so when I said, hey, guys, I'm vegetarian, they were like, oh, okay, that's like, yes, if that's what you want to do. And then I took a step further and said, hey, I'm becoming vegan. And, of course, my mother, well, where are you getting your protein from? I, I just want to make sure that you're, you're getting all your nutrients. You know, I just want to make sure that all your bases are covered and that you're not sickly or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, mom, this, I mean, my dad was just like, hey, you're vegan, do whatever you want to do. But my mom is such the worry ward. So she's like, oh, my gosh, where are you getting your protein? And are you sure that, you know, you're you're making that you're okay and, and that your body is healthy? And I'm just like, Mom, okay. This, and I had to really explain it to her, like, this is, these are my sources for protein. And she, she kind of freaked out this past Thanksgiving um, when her and my brother and my sister came to visit because she's so used to making, you know, all of her normal foods with, you know, chicken gizzards and milk and things like that. And so I have to say, okay, no, no, no. I, I, I want to eat your food, but I can't eat it if you're having chicken gizzards in the stuffing. That's disgusting. Mm. <laughs> so, so, she was, so she was kind of frazzled. But once I was like, look, we can use this milk instead of this milk. We can use vegan butter instead of actual butter. Then she's like, what? And then she's like, oh, okay. And it, and it helped that I ordered my um, own vegan turkey as well. So she's like, oh, well, I understand now. And so now she's accepting it. And I've, I've even gotten her to try some uh, vegan foods. And I think she's, you know, really taken to the vegan milk back home. So <laughs> good for that her. That is good. So, okay, let's talk about that because you want at the holidays. And that is, you know, that's coming up for... A lot of us. (laughs) So um, it sounds like your mom was really open-minded about it. It was a little bit of a change, and I think that's for anybody, though. But what is your, like, extended family? How did they respond to it that first Thanksgiving or Christmas? Like, did anybody have anything to say about it, especially when you come in? Because did you bring in, like, a field roast or tofurkey turkey in there? Is that what you bought for your turkey? Yeah, I ordered the Gardein uh, holiday roast with like uh-huh. the stuffing inside of it. I, I don't think it's, I don't know if that's the right name, but I know that it was from Gardein. I, I love them. They were actually like, oh, so this is your version of turkey. And I mean, they were more like my brother and my sister. They were more than willing to to try it. I know in 2012, this was when um, I was still a vegetarian, but I was like, okay, I'm not going to eat turkey, obviously. And I couldn't, I didn't know about veganessentials.com and how you can order turkey food or how you can order vegan food to be delivered to you. So I had just, I had like vegan turkey slices, (laughs) like the ones that, the sandwich slices that you can get. And so I was like, I guess this will have to do. And so I was like, hey, Daniel, my brother, I was like, do you want to try some? And he was like, Okay, sure. And obviously it's an acquired taste. But he he put it in his mouth and his face like scrunched up and he's like, Can I try this out? And I was like, Yeah, sure, it doesn't hurt my feelings, at least you tried. So this past Thanksgiving, you know, I had a full on holiday roast and I mean they were more than willing to try some and they were like, This is pretty good. They were like, This is oh, great. Nice. It's a gravy and Everything else, I mean, obviously they weren't becoming full-fledged <laughs> vegans or vegetarians, but the fact that they were open to trying it and 
thought it was delicious was great, but then so many people are closed-minded to trying vegan food, and it's annoying. But <laughs> I, I praise <laughs> anyone who I, I know I, I praise anyone who's open to trying new foods. And speaking of like the the food and like how it tastes and acquired taste, it's a really good point about you know some of this stuff is not going to taste, of course, you know the way we're used to it tasting. It's better to. I always look at it as go into it like it's a new experience. Don't go into it thinking you're going to be eating a turkey because <laughs> if you do that, you're not going to like it. So, yeah, I think that's the best way to look at it. So this change transition for you was more so for ethical reasons and not health, right? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't It wasn't for health. It was um, mainly just, I mean, when I first became vegetarian, it wasn't because, you know, I'm worried about my health or, you know, I'm, I'm worried about the animals. It was, okay, I suck at being a meat eater. I don't know what to make besides lemon pepper, chicken, and mixed vegetables and rice. So <laughs> I, felt, I felt, yeah, I felt very restricted being a meat eater because when you think about it, oh, well, you know, you have to make sure that the meat is fully cooked through because if you eat raw meat, then you're going to get sick, you know, or, oh, you know, this meat is old or salmonella, you know, stuff like that. But with being a vegan, you don't really have those issues, you know. Like if you're making a squash casserole, you can eat that raw. You can mm-hmm. The vegetables that you use to make, you can eat those raw or you can eat those cooked, which is what I absolutely love about being vegan, you know, and I just, I don't know, it it was never for (laughs) ethical or or health reasons in the beginning. It was just because I felt more free being a vegan and because Mm -hmm. I had access to so many different recipes, you know, that that's what, that's the main reason. And obviously, once I started learning about how animals are treated and what goes on in dairy farming and things like that. I was like, man, I'm so glad I don't contribute to this anymore. It's really terrible what, you know, what happens to animals. And I'm just like, I don't want to be part of that in any way. It's so, it's so sad. And anytime, you know, I think of, I don't want to cook, maybe it would just be easier for me to, you know, order like a cheese pizza or something. And then I'm like, hey, one, you're like, there's intolerance. Two, this is what happens when they make cheese. And I'm like, okay, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do you get any, like, backlash from anybody when they find out from the ethical perspective? Because I know from my own experience, people respond kind of kind of strange when they find out it's for, like, ethical reasons and not necessarily health as far as why I started. Do you get any of that backlash mm-hmm. or have you had that happen to you yet? Um, or no, have, it probably never yet. came up yet. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 really hasn't, it really hasn't come up yet. I mean, obviously, there are health benefits to going vegan. That was never really on my mind. <laughs> and I'm more, interested in the, I'm more interested in the ethical reasons of being vegan rather than the health benefits. The health benefits are great. Don't get me wrong. Yes. But <laughs> I'm more interested in the treatment of animals some online sources that you use for recipes or do you prefer cookbooks like how do you find do your meal planning for the week honestly i if i go grocery shopping and i buy zucchini and butternut squash and beef i will type up in my phone i'll type up uh vegan recipes for squash (laughs) or vegan recipes for so i all of these printed out recipes in like a binder that I just flip through and say, oh, I can make this. But a lot of the times, that's how I try new recipes, and that's how I do my meal planning for the week. It's actually terrible. <laughs> but no, it, that's it works actually really good. Because, 
Yeah, it's good I mean, because it, it works it, if it's something seasonal, yeah, if it's like seasonal fruits or vegetables, you can and you know you have access to that, and it's on sale mm-hmm. or something, and that's perfect because then you can just make your meals based on that. That's a, actually a really good tip of how to find out some good recipes. I bought a huge ton of mushrooms, and you know I I, I use mushrooms you know for breakfast, saute them, but um, I was actually on BuzzFeed the other day, and it was like thirty vegan recipes in under 30 minutes and one of them was like mushroom stroganoff so I was like hey I'll try that so I have that I have that in my phone and I'm gonna try it tonight and see how it turns out so with me nice. but that's 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 what I do you know that's how it works for me that's, that sounds good to me sounds perfect I mean hey whatever you have available is what you should probably use definitely so what was the one item that you can think of right now, the one ingredient that was a little challenging for you to transition from? Like, was it, because you said it was, I like how you did the meat, because that's how I did meat, too. I just, like, slowly uh-huh. got rid of meat, like, one at a time type of thing, and I think that's really a good idea. So what was the one, I guess, could meat, meat, whatever it is, that was kind of like, oh, gosh, <laughs> what am I going to do? I mean, mine's, I mean, I'm not necessarily an egg fan, but mine's was eggs just because it seems like you can't get away from it because it's in everything, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, you, you go shopping and you're like, dang, this has eggs in it. Or you're, you know, you're wanting to buy some chocolate chip cookies and it's like, oh, it has eggs in it every now and then. It's nice to, you know, you want to make eggs for breakfast or something. So it's like, okay, how do I... <laughs> get away from these eggs because it really just surrounded me and it's, it's kind of sneaky because you don't realize that it's in so many foods like you know like milk is until you actually have to read the labels and you're like oh crap I, know. <laughs> I'm not getting I, today. <laughs> I agree it's crazy because like you know you think it's always oh, going to be easy and then when you re- <laughs> I mean don't get me wrong I don't I'm not saying it's like super hard but in the beginning it's like so overwhelming because it's like even the simple things like I remember one thing that stands out is spaghetti sauce and I was like oh yeah this is cool you know and then I'm looking at the label and I'm like why is there milk in here <laughs> it's just like yeah. a basic tomato basil sauce like you had no reason to put milk in here you did anyway so it's just like yeah it can be kind of overwhelming when you first start like the simple things that you don't think have eggs or milk in it usually does so a you have to check <laughs> the, the labels and then b you have to learn how to make this sauce that you wanted without <laughs> milk or learn how to make a cake without eggs which is actually fairly simple but and that's a good point because do you notice that you probably cook more than you ever did or you're more open to new ingredients more so than oh, before yeah. prior to 2012 yeah <laughs> same here i definitely feel like i cook a lot more than I ever did. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, for me, this really, being vegan really turned me into loving to, to cook for myself because before, you know, it was chicken, starch, and vegetable. Or, okay, let me just go up. I mean, I was in college, but let me go and, you know, to a restaurant and order something, not knowing what they're putting in it, not knowing how much grease is in something. And being vegan or even being vegetarian, you get the option say okay I'm gonna make this tonight and I know what all is going in it and I can change the recipe if I want to for the next time that I make it or 
this recipe makes me gassy, so I'm not gonna <laughs> going to, you know, make this again. But it's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I cook, I cook for myself a lot more, and I really do enjoy it. Sometimes it's a chore because you're like, oh, I don't feel like cooking afterwards. But I would mm-hmm. rather cook for myself, know what I'm putting in there, and not get sick. Oh, well, you love to travel, which is so cool. I can't wait to do that more myself. How is it with yeah. you traveling? Because um, you do a lot of international travel, or is it more so that you're in the States? I do a lot of international travel, and I'll all my international travel prior to me becoming vegetarian was, you know, ooh, different cheeses, different meats, blah, blah, blah. But um, my first trip abroad after becoming vegan was to Argentina um, in August for my birthday. And I was worried. I was like, how the heck am I going to eat in Argentina? Because Argentina is the state capital of the world. <laughs> all they believe in. <laughs> So I was like, uh, but I found happycow.net, which is a vegan re- vegan vegetarian restaurant locator around the world. So I was able to type in Buenos Aires, Argentina, and it popped up all these vegan restaurants and vegetarian restaurants that I could eat at. And actually my, my hostel where I was staying, there was like a vegan restaurant like two minutes away from it, not even two minutes. Like, thank you, Happy Cow. So in other places that you've been to since then, do you feel as though it has been the same experience? You just use the the app or the website? I mean, it is, I mean, you can you can use HappyCow.net. I mean, I go on TripAdvisor and you know say say hey, where's a vegan vegetarian restaurant? Or even just go on Google, say vegan vegetarian restaurants in Turks and Caicos or in China or wherever. And I mean, it's been pretty easy for me. And then also, you know, you do have that option of making food. It, you know, depending on where you're staying, if you're staying in a place with a kitchen or something like that, you do have that option of cooking for yourself abroad. But I mean. I don't know. <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I just I, I I strongly encourage research before you go abroad because you know you should research where you're going anyway. But especially if you're vegan vegetarian, it's always good to research if they do have some type of vegan community or vegetarian community or plant based community or something like that. Or if they do have a lot of vegan vegetarian restaurants, so that way you're not starving the entire time when you're in this beautiful country. Yes, because you don't want to take away from your experience, and I think that that's the best way to look at it. You know, you want this lifestyle to be something that you work and not something that feels like it's working you. Like, you have to, and it's overwhelming and like, oh, gosh, I have to think about what I'm going to eat, and I can't really have a good time. And so I think that's a really, really good point. And then um, yeah. I guess my concern is with a lot of travel, because this is something that I definitely plan to do in the future is just, like, do a lot of traveling. And my uh-huh. concern, and I want to know if this is a concern for you or has it come up for you. There's certain places that I want to go to that I really want to experience a lot of the local foods, and I feel like a lot of the local foods are the stuff that has, is heavy in meat and dairy. And has that yeah. been, like, a concern for you as well? Because I feel like, and I know this may sound selfish and it's not probably – the best way to look at it, but it's, I mean, it's real. I feel like I will take away from my ex because I don't indulge in some of those local customs. Is that the same thing that you kind of feel? I mean, it is, it is a concern because, I mean, I don't consider myself a foodie, you know, some people are like, oh, I'm a foodie and I love to eat my way through countries. That's great. But, um, <laughs> for, but for me, it's, it's been a concern, but it's not been my, my main concern. Um, you know, I'm I'm like, you know, obviously Argentina is known for its steak and its wine. And that's great, but I don't eat steak. 
So I'm going to learn about, I'm going to see how the local vegetarians eat. Mm. And, you know, I'm, so I'm still, so I'm still experiencing the country and I'm still experiencing locals in the country who are like me. You know, just because you go to, you know, the beef capital of the world doesn't mean you have to eat beef and doesn't mean that it'll take away from your experience while you're there. It's just like, okay. Local vegetarians eat here. Oh, I'm down. Local vegans eat here. Okay, I'm down. I still think I'm getting the best of both worlds because I'm able to eat what I want, mingle with locals, and still experience the country. But, but yeah, I just, I mean, obviously there's food vendors who will be selling, like, random pieces of steak on a stick or, (laughs) you know, things that you can't indulge in. But I, it's just like, okay, well, you guys have all that with the meat juices dripping off of it and while you're over there I'll be over, over here, here. <laughs> I love that that's a really really good perspective thank you I, that's a really good way to look at it try to take the food out of that as far as like you know we can focus on other things like the art the music things like that mm-hmm. or that are really important to the country so yeah I love that perspective it's just like I'm going to do what the local vegans do because <laughs> I know there's some here <laughs> so I got to look at it like that from every place I go so thank you for that I needed that I needed that Before we wrap up, I wanted to get, I have two more questions for you. Um, The first is, can you offer any documentaries or books or any type of resources that helped you as you were transitioning or something that even helps you today, something that kind of keeps you going and motivated? When I first became vegan, the mayor's wife and, and the mayor, they were more than happy to provide me with vegan books and movies to help me with my transition. And so I would recommend Forks Over Knives. It's a vegan documentary, which is extremely powerful. And then also the China study. I, I still haven't gotten through all of that. But <laughs> the yeah, China study. Here. So. <laughs> it's a lot going on in that the China study. That's a good one, though. I heard that there's this new like documentary out called Fed Up or something like that, but I haven't. I don't know much about it, but I know that a lot of people are really raving about it, so I do have to give what it a shot. What is it called? But I'm sorry. Those are the, what is it called? It's called Fed Up. Fed Up, okay. I've heard of that one, too. Yeah. Two main ones that I, I recommend just because they've had such uh-huh. an impact on me. What tips would you recommend for someone who is interested in transitioning, you know, embrace a vegan lifestyle? I recommend going into it slowly. I I've never been a cold turkey cutoff type of person. So if you think that you're that type of person, great. But I recommend slowly transitioning and experimenting because I know that you're used to milk tasting this way. I know that you're used to chicken tasting this way. But you have to forget about how they used to taste and focus on what you're tasting now. You may not like rice milk, okay? Well, there's tons of other... <laughs> milks that you can that you can try and once you find what you like stick with it and you can use it as your sole resource of milk for however long you want to no one is it's not your it's no one else's business you know what types of plant-based milks that you drink it will take a while for you to get used to fake chicken or fake cheese but just keep in mind the reason that you that you became vegan whether it's for health reasons or for ethical reasons that's why you're that's why you're eating these types of um, foods now because you wanted to be healthier or you didn't want to contribute to the murder of animals and the mistreatment of animals anymore. Mm-hmm. And whatever anyone else has to say about you being vegan, don't don't even pay attention because this is your journey. This is what you're doing to benefit you and make sure that you live a long, healthy, prosperous life. What others say doesn't matter because at the end of the day, they're not making your food. 
they're not eating your food. They're not feeling how you're feeling. But just remember why you went vegan, and it all makes it worth it. I agree. Awesome tips. Thank you so much, Naomi, for being on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. And I know that these tips are going to help other people move forward in their journey. And of course, they can get all of the resources that we mentioned in this episode at brownvegan.com. So I will be talking to you very soon on Twitter (laughs) because that's where we connect. (laughs) No problem. Thank you. All right, I hope that conversation was helpful. A lot of awesome tips from Naomi. Be sure to visit me at brownvegan.com so that you can get her social media information. Follow her on Instagram, Twitter, so you can see all of her travel pictures and her vegan life. She talks about that on there as well. That is pretty much it. I will be back next week with another conversation for you. You can you can actually subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so that you can get updates anytime I have a new episode. So you can check that out. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks again for listening. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.